Good afternoon. It is uh, Thursday, January January 20th. Uh, this is Dr. Paul Wendy with Intrinsic Value Wealth Report Radio. Um, so let's see, where to, where to begin? There's so much going on right now. Um, but uh, uh, on, a world, on, on a global basis and a national um, uh, basis, we've got two of the headline issues are Ukraine, of course, um, and um, the um, the markets have had a very rough week so far, um, and the week's not over yet. So anyway, those are just two of the main things, um, but many, many things going on. We'll try to tackle just a couple of the big ones today. And you know, in our continuing, our new attempt uh, of really addressing the issues more head on without really being uh, concerned about offending anybody, certainly don't want to go out of our way to offend anybody, but we just want to address the issues head on. So um, given that, you know, we're just going to kind of Call it as, as we see it. Um, so let's begin. Um, and again, there's so many things that are going on right now on a global basis in this country uh, with the administration, with the markets, with the economy, and so forth. It's um, uh, kind of tough sometimes to know where to begin, but we'll just hit a couple of the big issues each week and um, try to hit the main issues. And uh, we should be able to cover everything that way. So I think um, it's just kind of one headline issue. I did send a uh, um, uh, an announcement out through uh, uh, LinkedIn and Facebook and so forth. Um, we use a, a program called Hootsuite to do that. So I post up to Hootsuite and then they distribute to all the different sources. Pretty good program. Um, so anyway, um, I sent out this response and, and this just a little short clip again, not meant to offend anybody, just calling the shots as we see them. Um, but uh, I'll kind of summarize the, uh, the, the post I sent out. In a stinging response to Biden's Georgia speech last week, uh, so that would have been, well, last week, okay? Peggy Noonan of the Wall Street, who's a commentary, uh, a commentator, um, writes opinion pieces in the Wall Street Journal and other places, noted that the speech itself was aggressive, intemperate, not only offensive, but meant to offend. It seemed prepared by people who think there is only the Democratic Party in America. That's it. Everyone else is an outsider can be disparaged. Mitch McConnell uh, characterized it as profoundly unpresidential, deliberately divisive, and designed to pull our country further apart. So, you know, again, I don't mean to, to say these things to, um, to really, uh, you know, um, put a, a negative light per se on Biden, but these types of things have enormous impact, enormous um, influence on what's happening uh, for the economy, um, you know, for the country as a whole for our investment climate, our investment posture, and so forth. Um, so we need to be very, very aware of them. Um, and again, I'm not trying to take a partisan stand. I think you all know that I'm, I'm a conservative. Um, and that's OK. <laughs> it's OK to be not conservative as well. Uh, again, I think uh, that's what makes this country great is the, uh, the diversity of opinions that we have and, and so forth. But um, so anyway, you, you all know where I'm coming from. I always tell my students this, too, when I, when I tell them things. This is my opinion. Um, and uh, just, you know, kind of want to make that, that clear. So anyway, um, that's it. But, but the divisiveness that Biden is showing uh, in his administration is really, um, really troubling for the economy and, and, um, and everything that's going on right now. And like I said, especially from an investment standpoint, we have to be concerned about these things. Not to say that if we had a Republican in the office, um, that, that that person he or she wouldn't be divisive as well. Uh, that's just the way that partisan politics works. 
Um, but again, we just we, we need to kind of focus on what the uh, you know what is happening and, and trying to assess how that how that affects the um, uh, our investment climate because that's really what this this uh, uh, radio broadcast that I do this uh, uh, YouTube and uh, podcasting I do is is really to um, to help people with their investment um, portfolios and their investment process. So there's just a little segment on that. I'm not going to explain it like this every every week. You'll kind of get where I'm coming from, but but I did want to kind of throw that in there. Well, um, from the uh, from the economy, we're still updating our models, but um, and you know we'll hopefully have that out in the next week or two. Um, uh, it's not so much that we're having trouble getting the data, update the model. It's just a lot of other things going on right now, and it's not our our top priority. But you know, just kind of back of the envelope, looking at what's happening in the economy. I think everyone can see it. Um, you know, there's high, high inflation. We have continuing labor supply um, issues, uh, supply chain issues. Um, a lot of these problems are on a global basis, not just affecting the United States. And, um, you know, that's, uh, th that's causing problems in the economy. So we don't need a fancy econometric model like, like the one we have to, um, to figure these things out, although it does help to kind of quantify it. And because all these, you know, anytime you do models, the real purpose of them is just to help kind of focus your thinking um, and um, to make better judgments and so forth. So um, just going through the process of updating our models, you know, it kind of gives us a chance to, to step back and say, well, gosh, you know, here's what's going on and does it really affect what we're trying to do? And the answer is yes. Um, so these are things just to keep an eye on. <coughs> Markets worldwide remain overvalued, even given the, uh, the pullbacks uh, that we've seen um, in the last uh, couple of weeks, um, mainly because the markets were so overvalued before, and so they remain overvalued. Um, but you know, going way back to a year ago, um, January of what would that be, 2021, I started warning of um, the uh, you know the worldwide asset bubble. I referenced uh, Jeremy Grantham, um, who has always been right. Uh, sometimes timing is not. Uh, you know, uh, it can take him several years in some cases to uh, to make the call, but but uh, you know he's maintained the position that we are in a, a worldwide asset bubble. Um, I agree with him on that point. Um, you know, when will the bubble burst? Well, the answer to that is when will people get more rational? Remember the tagline to this to our newsletter and to this podcast is uh, unconventional wisdom uh, in an irrational world. So we, we do, you know, people don't think rationally always. Um, that's just human nature. I teach a class in decision-making to MBA students in the summer. That's, you know, main theme of what we teach. Um, so, you know, as people, we aren't, we aren't real rational thinkers. None of us, okay? Um, and so, you know, some of the cognitive biases that we have are things like, um, you know, we want to follow the herd. You know, we have fear of missing out. and um, we look at the more recent trends of the past and so forth, difficult to look at the longer term trends. Well, all these things and many others are, are contributing to a, a continuing asset bubble, um, well, worldwide asset bubble, um, and to the uh, extreme market overvaluation that we've seen. At some point in time, especially given the economic backdrop that we're starting now to see in the last few months um, of, as I just mentioned, high inflation, labor supply issues, the supply, continuing supply chain problems, you know, that's not a good economic backdrop. And 
eventually that's going to um, to affect, you know, it's going to burst the bubble in my view and, and many other people's. So given all that, you know, how, how do we invest? What do we do? Well, um, as I have been, you know, suggesting for quite some time now, um, you know, just stay the course. Um, we don't know when these asset bubbles are going to burst, when the markets become more um, reasonably valued. Now that when the markets become more reasonably valued, that's no way of saying that they're going to correct downward, okay? Maybe even crash downward. If that's the case, then my advice will be on these podcasts is now is the time to jump in, okay? But, but that's only after the bubble bursts and the markets, you know, crack back down to a more reasonable level. We're always as value investors, as rational investors, we're always trying to, to look at where, um, where asset prices should be, whether it's the markets, whether it's, you know, oil, um, you know, uh, individual stocks, what, what have you, okay? We're always looking at, um, in essence, what is the intrinsic value? And we'll talk about intrinsic value a lot more in these uh, podcasts and various writings I do. And my students that may be listening to this, they hear me talk about intrinsic value all the time. But it's really that value, that intrinsic value we have to focus on. We compare then what the markets in the real world is doing relative to what our estimate of the, of the true value should be. Well, we're, the, the markets and the assets are way above that intrinsic value on almost any metric uh, that you choose to use. So now is not, and we emphasize, now is not the time to jump in uh, to the markets. Um, but you know, I think in the long run, it's better that people have an investment plan um, that they stay with. Um, if you don't have an investment plan, do start one, even though the market's overvalued right now. Uh, but go for the long term. Just look at the uh, the long term picture of this. And um, but now is not the time to jump in in a big way. Okay, just start that long term investment plan if you don't have one. Keep it going if you do have one. And uh, over time, uh, you should do quite quite well. Uh, guys, that's it for today. Um, have a good rest of the week. We will uh, talk to you next week. Same time, same place. All right. Goodbye for now.